the Federal Reserve um, has influence over shorter term interest rates, you know, whether it's, you know, kind of, you know, one year rates or two year rates or what have you. Um, they don't have a lot of influence with their interest rate policy over medium term rates, say like segment two rates or 10 year U.S. bond rates and certainly not longer term rates. Those are more way more market influence than Federal Reserve influence. Welcome to Retire Smarter with Kevin Krosky. Find answers to your toughest questions and get educated about the financial world. It's time to retire smarter. It's another Retire Smarter podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Krosky. And uh, he's the president and wealth advisor at True Wealth Design, serving you in Northeast Ohio and Southwest Florida. You can listen to past episodes of the show and find out more information about Kevin and the team by going to truewealthdesign.com. Kevin, great to be with you today. How are you? Walter, I am great. Uh, we are uh, firmly in November, in the fall, and uh, football season is is going. My Pittsburgh Steelers are still undefeated, which is great. The Cleveland Browns are actually have a winning record as well. So, um, so so far, so good. Oh, now, now you've jinxed them. Good job. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're good. We're kind of in the throes of, uh, we have a lot of meetings in November and December with our clients. We do, uh, our fourth quarter, what we call our tax and investment reviews. Basically look, you know, kind of current year. Um, we had a plan coming into the year, you know, where are we at in terms of spending, you know, what additional tax moves might we want to make before the end of the year. And then, you know, look prospectively to next year as well and kind of repeat the process. So, uh, we're going through that right now and, um, had something come up. Uh, with a client that has uh, a pension lump sum. And we spoke about this, I think it was in February. In fact, I went actually went back and listened to the podcast uh, yesterday before kind of preparing for a recording. And um, in, in February, it was like before the world changed with, uh, with COVID. So it was kind of interesting. Back to a different Just, time, Kevin. <laughs> yes. It was like BC, right? Before COVID. That's um, right. Yeah, it was. Uh, so uh, I was listening to it and, and said, oh, you know, there's probably a few things here that we should update. And uh, there's a big change uh, that's going to happen in 2021. So, you know, this is something that is in, I think if you have a lump sum option, if you have a pension, uh, certainly it applies to you. Um, even if you do not have that uh, that option, um, it's still relevant um, because we'll talk about you know retirement income and you can, you can still buy a, a lifetime income stream, which is what a pension is, but you could just go out directly to an insurance company to do it. So we'll talk about some lump sums, but we'll talk about some broader strokes related to retirement income and, and what have you. So, so I figured that's what we would do for today. Well, I think that'll be great, and and we'll put a link into that uh, original show back in February, just in case you want to go back and hear the original. But be good to get some update on some of these things. And I know that we've talked about uh, you know annuities and kind of buying your own uh, pension in the past, and we've got plenty of episodes on that as well um, over the last couple of months. So again, if you want to hear more about the annuity conversation and Kevin's thoughts and opinions on those as an investment and as part of a portfolio and a plan encourage you to go check that out too. But uh, yeah, pension lump sums, uh, I think it's a good thing to talk about and get some updates. What has changed? What is on the horizon and what are you kind of looking at as we approach the end of 2020 here? Sure. So uh, a first, uh, kind of a quick recap, you know, if you if you have uh, a lot of the pension lump sums, um, so some of the local companies in Northeast Ohio, uh, Akron Children's Hospital, Bridgestone has a lump sum option now, uh, First Energy, uh, Goodyear, uh, Rockwell Automation. These are all uh, 
local large employers in Northeast Ohio that that we serve a lot of clients at, and they all have uh, both a pension or, or they had a pension. A lot of them have been frozen, um, so maybe they're not continuing to uh, accrue additional benefit. However, benefits still have been earned, and so what the company has promised to pay is, you know, hey, when you get to a certain age, we will pay you out X amount of dollars for your lifetime, um, and that's what they promised. But then. What they also do over and above that oftentimes is they'll give you some other options. So, you know, if you're married and they can give you a survivor benefit that if uh, like if I were to be entitled to one of these pensions and and I were to retire from one of these companies and I want to elect, say, 100 percent survivor benefit. Well, I'll take a little bit less in terms of my monthly pension. But then if my wife lives longer than I do. Uh, that payment will continue for her lifetime as well. So the survivor benefit is a decision that needs to be made at retirement. You know, how much do we need? It's kind of like buying insurance through the pension plan. So that's something that's important to to be mindful of. Uh, but then also those that handful of companies I just mentioned also have a lump sum option. So in lieu of taking a monthly uh, income stream for your lifetime or your and your spouse's lifetime, you could elect to go ahead and just take a, a pre-tax amount, roll that over to your IRA, and then you have the money to go ahead and do what you want with and produce your own income stream or keep the money invested or what have you over time. So whenever interest rate, and there's two main variables that go into determining these these lump sums, um, it's, it's really the interest rate assumption and interest rates are lower, which is what we'll talk about today, uh, as well as uh, mortality or, or how long you're expected to live. Uh, so those are the two big factors that go into it. Um, but what happened in, uh, in the way that this works uh, as it relates to the interest rates, there's something called the IRS uh, segment 417E rate. So yeah, yeah, I know people are going to be running out to Google just <laughs> to read all about it. write that down for reference later. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, almost all plans will use these rates to go ahead and determine the lump sums paid out under these pension plans. And generally, the way it works is for most plans in our experience, they'll use the August rates. So say August 2020 will determine the interest rate factor that is used to determine the lump sums paid out in the next year in 2021. Some other plans, like we have um, Akron Children's, they're, they use as late as the November rates, but by and large, most of most of these plans will use the August rates. Um, Rockwell, it's August or September, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, somewhere around there. So they'll use you know the rates for this year, and then they will determine the lump sums for next year. And as we're all probably aware, you know, interest rates were a lot higher coming into this year and coming into 2020. And then with COVID, you know, they, well, actually even before COVID and actually even a little bit towards the tail end of last year, interest rates started falling. COVID really accelerated that. Um, but the interest rates are significantly less, you know, now versus a year ago. And so when I was going through uh, a meeting for one of our clients um, that was working at one of those companies uh, that has a sizable monthly pension, and also has the lump sum option. I had her run a quote for, hey, just run the quote for December uh, of this year, of 2020, and run it for January of 2021. And so there was the mortality difference, whether you start <laughs> a month before or a month later is, is negligible. And basically I just wanted to show her and walk them through what the lump sum you know, was gonna, what was gonna happen to the lump sum next year because of the lower interest rates this year. And in their case, it was, 
it was a 10% increase in the lump sum. So just to use round numbers for discussion purposes, let's say that the lump sum was a million dollars in 2020. It was going up to $1.1 million or uh, 10% more, $100,000 more, just taking it one month later in the calendar year of 2021. And so they were, of course, they kind of knew that this was going to happen, but it was a surprise, uh, the extent. I mean, it was a quite a large dollar sum. Uh, so they were pleasantly surprised, of course, because it was significantly larger. Uh, and, and this is really going to happen for for all lump sums next year. You know, whether the, the plans are using the August rates or the November rates, uniformly, they're lower this year than last year and significantly lower. So you're going to have, um, you know, may not be 10% for your pension plan. Um, it, maybe it's eight, maybe it's 12. There's some other uh, kind of factors that do go into it, but nonetheless, the rates are definitely going to, or the payouts are definitely going to be much higher in 2021. So why this matters is um, some pension plans, uh, like Goodyear, for example, you have to elect the lump sum at the time that you separate from service. So say if somebody's looking to retire uh, from Goodyear and they're saying, hey, Kevin, you're my advisor. When when should I retire? What's a good, uh, any sort of timing considerations that I have? And it, and usually there's a few. Certainly you, you kind of want to be mindful of any, you know, what's going on in that tax year. You know, if there's a bonus that they're eligible for, maybe they want to make sure that they stay through that eligibility period so they get paid the bonus out, uh, at least to a certain extent or what have you. But if the plan is, if we've done the analysis and if we're in agreement that taking the lump sum makes sense, well, you know, because the lump sum is going to be a lot higher in 2021, uh, we would certainly want to wait for them to retire in 2021 if, as in the case of Goodyear, they have to elect the lump sum at the time of retiring or separating from service. Not all pension plans are like that. Um, Akron Children's, for example, um, you know, our client retired from there a couple years ago, and um, she's been able to defer kind of the commencement of her pension, uh, but she can go ahead and elect a monthly amount or a lump sum you know, when she's ready. So the rules are different between each pension plan. Again, the interest rate and, and how they work on those two variables as far as the interest rate assumption as well as the mortality assumption are very similar, but every plan has its own rules and, and you really need to kind of roll up your sleeve and get into what's called the summary plan document and understand that. And it gets pretty technical, but you know, that's why, you know, people like me, you know, can help with this. If you really understand how it works, you can make a more optimal decision. So there's one other thing that I think is important to know. I don't know if it's, it's important for me to know. I'll share, Walter, you can tell me from a, a, a casual listenership okay. here perspective in a moment, whether uh, how important it is or isn't to know, I suppose. But these segment rates, so there's, there's actually three segments. And the way that it works uh, is think of, I'll just use a case of someone age 65. And I pick 65 because that's usually when there is an unreduced you know, pension. If you take it before age 65, a lot of these pension plans will uh, will pay you a benefit, but it'll be a reduced benefit because you started it before 65. It's just, it's very similar to how Social Security works, where if you start Social Security at 62, you're going to get a reduction um, because you started it before your full retirement age at, you know, 66 or 67 or whatever the case may have been. Uh, so same thing with the pensions. But if you have somebody that's 65, and you look at their life expectancy under these IRS tables, uh, maybe they have, uh, just for discussion purposes, let's say it's 23 years of life expectancy. So you go from 65 and it takes them up to age 88. 
Well, now you look at these segment rates and these segment rates, if you just kind of chart out the, you know, the, the monthly pension, you know, each and just annualize it over all those years, over all those 28 years, there's three different interest rates that come into these segments. So segment one, the interest rate applies to the years one through five. Uh, segment two applies through years six through 20. So three times as many years as segment one. And then segment three applies to years 20 plus. So when you think about uh, how this works, uh, say if you have somebody in this case who's 65, they have a 23 year life expectancy. And I just mentioned these segment three rates um, only apply to years you know, over 20, so 21 and, and further on down the road. Well, in that case, you're only gonna have like two or three years that are really gonna be discounted at these segment three rates. You're gonna have the majority in that segment two bucket, and then you're gonna have a handful in that segment one bucket. And, and the way that this works mathematically is you kind of, you know, these are future dollars, you know, a dollar at your age, you know, if you're 65 today, a dollar today is worth more than that same dollar at your age 88. So these interest rates are used to basically discount those future values back to today's dollars. And when you look at the interest rates, um, I just pulled off the August rates for, for 2020. It's about 0.52% for segment one, 2.2 for segment two, and then 3.03 for segment three. And they are all lower, uh, much lower than they were a year ago. And so sometimes clients will, will ask me, well, and they'll ask this question in different ways. I had a client ask me the other day that's looking for a house and, and they haven't found anything they want. So they're, they're actually renting for a few months and they're concerned about, hey, are interest rates going to go up? And, you know, is that really going to end up costing me a lot more money if I'm sitting on the sidelines and interest rates go up? And so uh, the way that I answered that uh, was, well, you know, of course, nobody has a crystal ball, but it depends what interest rates you're talking about. So uh, everybody's heard about the Federal Reserve, and uh, this happens almost every time that there's like an interest rate announcement where, you know, it'll be on the nightly news and they say, well, the Federal uh, Reserve cut interest rates. And so everybody thinks interest rates went down. And the, the Federal Reserve um, has influence over shorter term interest rates, you know, whether it's, you know, kind of, you know, one year rates or two year rates or what have you. Um, they don't have a lot of influence with their interest rate policy over medium term rates, say like segment two rates or 10 year US bond rates, and certainly not longer term rates. Those are more way more market influence than Federal Reserve influence. And in fact, even if we go back to you know, March when the Federal Reserve was cutting interest rates, the short term interest rates had already moved lower. The Fed was actually just kind of catching up to where the market was. So the Federal Reserve influences rates, but uh, you know they don't necessarily make rates in the market the market you know buyers and sellers determine that sort of information so i told my client i said well you know you're probably going to be you know how long are you going to be in this home and they're like oh this is our forever home and i've been working with them for a while and know their situation and, and it probably is pretty much close to the forever home so they're going to get a longer term interest rate because it's just going to make sense it's going to match you know how long they're going to be in the home and what have you and i told him i said well you know the federal reserve is going to already stated that they're going to keep interest rates low through 2022 and if this uh, economic downturn is anything like what they did th uh, going through 2008 they kept rates near zero for for five years um so i think we're probably in somewhat of a similar scenario like that going forward and they've already stated that they're going to keep it near zero for the next couple of years. So those are the short-term interest rates. But when you look uh, to the longer-term interest rates, which I mentioned are more market-focused, you look around the world, 
Europe has negative interest rates. Um, Japan has negative interest rates or, or near zero. Um, so even though our rates are low, we actually look pretty good <laughs> and pretty high relative to the rest of the developed world. Uh, so our higher rates, relatively speaking, um, have a lot of foreign money coming in and buying uh, our treasury bills, treasury bonds, and, and keeping these interest rates low. Uh, so it's probably not going to move anytime soon uh, is, is what I shared with uh, my client that was looking to buy the mortgage. But I just kind of explained, you know, the difference between the shorter term and the longer term interest rates. That same sort of thinking applies to uh, these segment rates and what we can expect for changes in the lump sum over time. So if you're thinking about retiring in the near term, at least as it relates to the lump sum, certainly 2021 is going to be a better year than 2020. Well, well, what about 2022? Is it going to make sense to wait even more? We don't know. Um, we know that these segment one rates you know, should stay really low. Um, the Federal Reserve does have more influence over those those rates, and they've stated, again, that they're going to keep them near zero. Uh, so that's probably going to be there. But if I actually look at this and say, okay, you know, hey, it's only five years, so how much impact does that really have on the lump sum? It's a little bit less than 30%. Uh, so that, that shorter term rate that we have more certainty on, I would say, is only going to influence about 30% of the lump sum. If we go to that, uh, that segment two, and again, this is a 15-year band, so three times more years than segment one, um, here we see it's probably going to be about, that. those interest rates are going to influence about two-thirds of the lump sum value, so somewhere in the mid-60% range, depending on the rates. So, and that part, we don't know. Again, it seems likely that rates are going to stay a little bit lower for, for a while um, because of some of those other developed countries are much lower and, and we actually look pretty attractive on a relative basis. So that, that attractiveness attracts money coming in. And so when they buy bonds at these, at these interest rates that we have currently in the U.S., uh, it keeps those prices low or keeps them stable. Um, so I, that's how I think about this because, you know, some people maybe, maybe they're getting close to being ready to retire, but they still like their work and, you know, it's, they're kind of weighing that decision. Uh, so this is definitely maybe not a primary factor for some that are still working, you know, as far as the timing aspect and the lump sum, but it's certainly something to consider. And if you have a sizable pension, um, then, you know, $100,000, I mean, it's, it's not chump change, right? Uh, as in the example that I gave. So these are all things that matter. Again, the segments get a little bit more wonky. We don't have a crystal ball. But I can do some reasonable deduction and think through about, well, how is this likely to change over the next couple of years? We have more certainty on the first segment. We have less certainty on the second segment. But with just where we're at right now, it just seems like the rates probably aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, higher interest rates, inflation risk is probably a little bit more of a medium term uh, phenomenon that we may be dealing with. Uh, but that's kind of where it all shakes out. So, Walter, I, I'm definitely going to take a pause here. <laughs> and uh, you may be sleeping right now, but um, but help me sound um, less eggheady, please. I'm just kidding. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got worried there. I was like, oh man, I did put him to sleep. <laughs> I thought I'd just joke joke with you a little bit. Oh uh, goodness. No, still here. Still here. It's a lot of moving parts for what sounds like such a simple equation, right? But I guess that's sort of the beauty that you find in the work that you do, Kevin. You always are looking to say, all right, well, the world looks at this in, you know, a pretty, I don't know, 
uh, ones and twos kind of way, um, yes or no kind of way, and you just find no matter what the situation is that we talk about here on the show, 15,000 different ways to analyze it. And I think that's awesome that you are able to do that. So something that just sounds very simple, like, okay, deciding to take, you know, the pension lump sum and some of the choices that are, you know, surrounded in that. You're looking at interest rates, you're looking at so many different factors that go into the equation. And I feel like it's kind of like the last episode where we were talking about the iceberg example. This is just another illustration of that, about how you guys just go into such incredible detail in your decision making. And it's something that the average person just doesn't have the time to do or to figure out. And it's nice to be able to have folks like you who are, you know, in your profession to look into the hood on these kinds of things. Um, (laughs) I'm more just in awe at the level of detail and analysis you can put into each of these decisions for the clients and people you work with. Uh, You know, I'll tell a story. I think it's a funny story. We'll see if I, if it's funny the way I tell it, I suppose, but um, I I won't pretend I'm sleeping at the end of it. I promise. (laughs) Thank you. You woke me up by you pretending you were sleeping, by the way. Thank (laughs) you for that. Shot in the arm a little bit. I don't need coffee. Um, (laughs) So a few years ago, I was invited to speak uh, to a group of near retirees at at Rockwell Automation. And um, most of the companies I just mentioned, I mean, we have some hospitals in that group, but a lot of engineers are those companies. We have a lot of engineers that we serve and uh, engineers love spreadsheets as do I. And I was giving this presentation about some changes that were happening with both both the interest rates as well as the mortality assumption. And uh, none of the engineers in the group um, were aware of the mortality assumption. And so they, they kind of challenged me on that. And um, and then I was proven right two weeks later when the IRS came out with a notice for the year about the mortality tables changing um, because everybody in that room was thinking like, hey, interest rates uh, have gone up. We should probably be retired before year end. I said, well, that's true. However, there's a change that's being made with the IRS and these mortality assumptions. People are living longer, so they're actually going to update this. And now because the pension plans have to provide you an income stream for more years, that's actually going to be more than an offset to what you're going to lose uh, on the on the movement in, in the interest rates. And then I, I made a comment uh, about, you know, and my spreadsheet and, and my analysis. And, and I just saw everybody in the room kind of like, you know, turn to one another and start talking to one another. And I'm like, what did I, what did I say? And then, and I, I asked uh, the person that invited me there to give the talk afterwards. And they said, well, it was just that everybody in the room, because they're all engineers have their own spreadsheet. And so they're all comparing, comparing how accurate you said your projections were with how their, their projections were. <laughs> and it was like this, uh, I don't know, I was speaking their language, but uh, just maybe really self-conscious. Like, what did I say? I just said spreadsheet in here. It was, I was just speaking to my people, I suppose. But but these things do matter. I mean, and they do. It's it's something that the thing I like about this, it, it goes with the financial planning. It goes with the tax planning. A lot of this stuff that we've talked about in the last episode about, you know, the investment selection and paying attention to certain criteria that matter and ignoring others that don't looking at these lump sums and just kind of decomposing the formula and understanding the key variables um, and then figuring out what really matters and how we can optimize that. I mean, that is that is one that's it's high probability that's going to pay off for one. You're going to make your benefits more optimal than two. It's not looking at a crystal ball and saying, well, I think this stock or this basket of stocks is going to outperform the other one. I mean, that is much less certain. That tends to not add much uh, value. Uh, and when you look at the things like we're talking about today and a lot of the things we've touched on through the, the podcast uh, over the last couple of years, we like to focus on those things where we can add value and have a high probability of it paying off for our clients. I mean, it's, you know, it's why they pay us money uh, and it's why they get a return on their investment. Um, so, you know, 
know, it probably matters more to me than some other people. Certainly people aren't going to be diving into these differences. But um, if you're paying for financial advice, you know, you want a good advisor and you want somebody that's both good on the details as well as the relationship and understanding you and what's important to you. These sort of details that we talk about are incredibly important. And at least for some of our clients, not for all of them, but for those that have big pensions, those that have flexibility over their timing decisions, uh, those that uh, as far as retirement or or when to commence their, their, their pension benefit. I mean, we're talking maybe six figures in some cases, so definitely not inconsequential. Um, but the sort of I would say the thought process is probably even more important. You know, if you have a good critical thinker that can work through these and then explain it, hopefully in, in plain English to somebody and help them make a more informed and smarter decision, to me, that's good advice. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that comes through in, in the podcast, but that's really what we try to do day in, day out. There's a, a method to the spreadsheet madness, in other words. Well, yeah, there's a purpose. Yes, uh, there's a purpose <laughs> behind it for sure. A purpose behind it. I like that. That's good. Uh, this is helpful, Kevin, I think, to take such a, uh, you know, one little piece, one little element of financial planning, of retirement planning, and to, to break it down into such level of detail. It just shows the importance of making the right decisions with your finances, with your money over and over again. You have the opportunity to make good decisions each and every time you start talking about these kinds of things. And so you got to stay on top of it. You got to stay on the ball if you want to make the most of your life savings and of retirement. And this is a good illustration of that, I think. So very helpful and very cool. Any parting thoughts or uh, good to go for today's episode? No burrito stories this week, like uh, last week's episode. No, did, no did, burritos. Did, did I, you I would... find another good burrito anywhere? Were you able to find a replacement? We're, I, I'm always happy with Chipotle. Um, the problem yeah, for me, They though, do pack it the... in with pretty, pretty good amount of meat, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, and then get double meat on top of it, so I'm happy. But um, <laughs> but I, I guess in a closing you know, statement, I mean, anybody that's at um, Akron Children's, Bridgestone, Firestone, First Energy, Goodyear, Rockwell, all those places uh, have pensions where it makes sense, uh, in my view, for many, many of those people that work there to take the lump sums and over the monthly uh, pension amount. And uh, those uh, 2021 is going to be a very very attractive year to do so. And um, it's probably, we'll see like how 2022 goes, but anything can happen. Interest rates could go lower. Um, maybe, maybe not so much uh, probability wise, but you know, if you are in that, in, in that group where you have a pension and you have a lump sum and you're nearing retirement, I mean, if you really haven't taken a, a close look at this yet, I mean, now's really the time. I mean, you need to go ahead and plan uh, and then you'll have the clarity and confidence to make a good decision about what's right for you. Let this serve as a call to action to you if you fit into that category, for sure. Uh, reach out to Kevin Krosky. He and the True Wealth Design team will help walk you through an analysis of your plan, of your financial situation, and look at some of these kinds of opportunities that might be available to you and help you evaluate all these decisions so that you can achieve any retirement and financial goals that you have. 855-TWD-PLAN is the number to call if you want to get in touch with Kevin. Again, that's 855-TWD-PLAN. And you can also go to truewealthdesign.com. That's truewealthdesign.com. And click on the Are We Right For You button to schedule your 15-minute initial call with an experienced financial advisor on the True Wealth team. Very easy to do. Just go to truewealthdesign.com and click on the Are We Right For You button, and that'll begin the conversation. Kevin, appreciate the help very much so on today's show. Any big uh, Thanksgiving plans for you guys as we uh, neared that holiday and 
uh, trying to f- navigate the waters of COVID and family gatherings and those kinds of things? You know, we're not sure. My, uh, my daughter uh, has the whole week of school off, so we're debating like if we want to go somewhere or, or what we want to do. But uh, we actually just learned that she had Monday and Tuesday off um, last week. Oh, that's so, pretty nice. Yeah, so we, uh, we'll see. Uh, so no plans yet. Um, but my uh, beloved Pittsburgh Steelers do play the Baltimore Ravens or the Dirty Birds, as we call them in our household, uh, on Thursday night on, on Thanksgiving. So oh, we'll we are actually getting a good Thanksgiving game this year? Wow, that's amazing. Yes, yes, we are. So no more Detroit Lions, or maybe they are playing, <laughs> but at least we have a good game, too. They probably play early. I think they started throwing in that night game because the uh, day games have always been such stinkers with the, the Lions playing, maybe, so... That's pretty cool. Uh, Well, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be talking to you again uh, as we approach December and the end of this crazy year that is 2020. But uh, best to you and yours, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Likewise. Thank you, Walter. Bye-bye. All right. Absolutely. That's uh, Kevin Krosky. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. Hope everybody has a great couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you soon right back here on Retire Smarter. Thanks for listening. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.